Good morning. This is James with 77 Financial Group. You're listening to 15 Minutes of Finance, where in the next 15 minutes, I'm going to get you excited about investing. Let's do it. All right, all right, all right. I hope you guys are having a great start to your Wednesday, your hump day of the week. We got a lot going on today in the news. Let's cover that here in a second. Let's go over our term of the day, uh, which is actually going to be CFP. So CFP means Certified Financial Planner. Uh, now, guys, there's really two different designations. Uh, and a designation, guys, is just educational requirements or uh, I guess you could say milestones that a person has accomplished. So it's the same thing with MBA or PhD or uh, uh, what is the lawyer one? There's a lawyer one. J uh, JP, jurisprudence, JD, something like that. Um, they're all they're all designations. So the CFP is considered the gold standard for for financial planning. And tomorrow we'll go over the CFA, which is the gold standard for investment management. But guys, the gold standard for financial planning CFP. I mean, it is a, there's a lot going on. Um, it takes a lot and I can attest to that because I'm currently doing it. So you have to have a bachelor's and you have to master or you have a curriculum of over a hundred financial planning topics. And that usually takes about maybe a year, maybe 18 months to go over. And then you have a 170 question exam it takes about six hours. And within that you have two case studies and those case studies are essentially just like they give you. Maybe they give you a middle-aged person's financial situation and they say, okay, dissect this and create a financial plan. And then maybe they give you like a millionaire retired person and said, okay, this person wants this, this, and this, dissect this. And so it's it's pretty darn intensive. Um, and then there's also an ethics certification and continued education. Now, I can tell you, I can attest because I'm taking the classes right now, it's extremely difficult. It's extremely, extremely tedious and there's almost no room for error. And that, I kind of like that in this industry is you can't really make mistakes. Uh, I mean, we're dealing with other people's money. I'm dealing with your money. You want me to be as perfect as possible, right? Uh, and that's not to say we're going to get you returns, you know, perfect returns by any means. But really, it's more so if we say we're going to do something or we say we can do something, that we follow through. And if you have the CFP standard, it pretty much means you know what you're talking about and you're capable of really putting together a good plan. Um, so I'm about halfway through with that now. And I currently have a CRPC, which is um, a Chartered Retirement Professional Counselor, I think is what the as is what the uh, acronym stands for, but that's mainly just retirement planning, um, helping people through retirement, um, to and through retirement is kind of how they describe it. But yeah, so if you guys work with the financial advisor, look for someone who's either in their CFP classes or has their CFP. It is the gold standard. Okay, enough of that. Let's get into the news today, guys. Dow Jones Industrial Average futures are slightly higher and S&P futures are slightly lower Wednesday morning after both indices posted moderate gains yesterday. Treasury yields are higher, although still not impressive, at 1.369%. CPI, Consumer Price Index data, for July was will be released at 8.30 a.m., and economists expect an increase of 0.5% after an increase of 0.9% in June. The federal budget balance for July will also be released at 2 p.m. Okay, so how do I feel about the budget? Uh, it's probably going to be a larger deficit than the previous month just because we're passing bills now, and we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, but economists are anticipating a deficit of $314 billion after a deficit of around 60 to $65 billion the previous month. 
Uh, oil prices are slightly higher after the American Petroleum Institute reported a decline of 816,000 barrels in crude oil inventories for the week ended in August. For the week ended August 6th, late Tuesday. The Energy Information Administration's weekly report on U.S. crude inventories will be released at 10.30 a.m. So, guys, oil is just a good idea of how much energy we're using. That's pretty much it. Um, okay, let's talk about headlines because the market summary isn't that exciting, but the headlines really are. So, uh, the China Association of Automobile Manufacturers said Wednesday that wholesale deliveries of a new energy vehicles of new energy vehicles jumped 164% year over year to 271,000 in the last month. Now, that's not considering Tesla because Tesla, well, it's considering it, but Tesla is a market leader. They lead all energy vehicle markets. However, they've only sold 8,621 cars in China that month. So the reason we're using China as the example is because it's the world's biggest market. <laughs> I mean, they have the most people, right? Um, but I like that headline because as all my... Uh, Local and frequent listeners understand, I love NEO. NEO is a Chinese car company. Uh, they are better than Tesla in just about every single way, in my opinion, other than that they're, you know, they're not American made, which homegrown, love American stuff. Uh, I wish that Tesla was more of a, of a market leader in China, but uh, NEO, um, they are the next big thing in electric vehicles, I believe. And they are killing it. So if you guys listen to Money in the Mirror, I talk about Neo a lot. And Money in the Mirror, guys, just so you know, is where I pick certain equities at the beginning of the month. And then the last Friday of the month, I go over how they performed. So if you want to go back into my vault and take a look at all of the different Money in the Mirrors, I think I've only got two or three of them right now, but they're all in the positive. Everything we've picked is in the positive. So that's really exciting. So keep a look on that. As the uh, energy sector grows, guys, this is... It's not necessarily easy money, but put your money where governments put their money. So China is growing their electrical vehicle market. They are trying to make that a staple in the next 10 years. So is the U.S. It's not necessarily easy money, but you can pretty much, you can pretty much be sure that there will be some growth. Now, it's not a guarantee, but some growth. Um, okay, what's next? Oh, here we go. This is disappointing. Hackers exploited a, hackers exploited a vulnerability in blockchain platform poly network and stole more than 600 million in cryptocurrency Tuesday. This is most likely to be one of the biggest cryptocurrency thefts ever. So the white house plans to tell OPEC to boost production in order to combat rising gasoline prices. So that news is disappointing because what the white house is making us dependent upon other people's oil. So telling OPEC, you got to do more is disappointing when we could have been doing our own thing. Um, we were self-sufficient in the last four years, I think, and we got rid of some of the pipelines. As you guys know, we canceled some of the pipelines in the country, and thus we're not producing as much oil as we would have been, which is disappointing. Um, let's see, what is next? Oh yeah, so the Mortgage Bankers Association seasonally adjusted index showed a 2.8% increase in application volume for mortgages. Um, the increase revealed in data published Wednesday follows a month of declines. So listen, some people think there's a bubble in, in, uh, house buying in the housing market. Is there, if there is, it's a thick bubble. I, I, I think it still got, has room to grow. Um, I don't like that mortgages are increasing, although income isn't necessarily, you know, there's still a high unemployment here uh, in the U S so 
mortgages being increased. It's a little suspect. I don't think it's necessarily something to go, you know, write home about by any means. Uh, okay, but the big, big story of the day, guys, the Senate passes the $3.5 trillion budget blueprint. So let me read this and we'll go over some of it really quickly. Uh, the Senate passed a $3.5 trillion budget resolution early Wednesday, funding a variety of education, healthcare, and climate initiatives supported by the Biden administration and congressional Democrats. Those include a program that increased the share of renewable sources in the U.S. energy mix to 80% by 2030, two free years of community college, Medicare expansions, and universal pre-kindergarten, among other provisions. So what's next for the Senate budget resolu resolution? A $3.5 trillion Senate, bu Senate budget resolution will face a variety of challenges in the weeks ahead. The House must pass an identical resolution when it returns to Washington the week of August 23rd if Democrats, who only control 50 Senate votes, want to use the budget reconciliation process to circumvent the 60-vote threshold required to pass most legislation. Okay, so this is kind of the big news. And again, look, I was just talking about Neo. I was just talking about Tesla, just talking about government money. I mean, let me read this to you guys again. So this is for all of you day traders out there, people who manage your own investments, or if you even have an advisor that you're close with that listens to you when you say, hey, I'm kind of interested in these companies. Listen to this. Uh, those include a program, this uh, $3.5 budget blueprint, include a program to increase the share of renewable sources in the U.S. energy mix to 80% by 2030, two free years of community college, Medicare expansions, and universal pre-kindergarten, among other provisions. Okay, guys, what that first sentence about 80% energy mix is going to be renewable energy. That is what they're talking about. So if the government, we just talked about this with China, is moving in a direction with their money, it's probably a good idea to look at that for investable assets, place where you'd want to put some of your money. Now, I guess a good example of this would be Big Pharma. So what do we have? We have uh, Moderna, um, Pfizer, all these other companies that did the COVID vaccine. If you go back to February, maybe March of 2019, yeah, maybe 2020, I don't know exactly how far back you'd have to go, but not, not more than two years, right? So not more than two years. You go back and you look and you see their stock price. And now after the vaccines come out, oh my goodness, I bet some of them have, have more than 100% return. And that is because the government said, hey, look, we, are, we need to push this vaccine. We need to push this. This is a government agenda. And so when that stuff happens, it's probably a good idea to look and put your money there. Now, I don't know how much it's going to depend upon you, uh, but I'm definitely, I definitely have my own money and client money in renewable energy. Again, I don't care where you lie on it. If you like oil, if you like green initiative, it doesn't really matter. There's opportunity for you to make money, to save your money, to invest your money in these different sectors. So take a look at them. You have, um, you have electric vehicles, you have uh, renewable energy sources. You have um, nuclear energy. There are all these different areas that the government is taking us by 2030, which, guys, that's basically nine and a half years from now, eight and a half years from now. So keep that in mind. Be looking at that and follow my money in the mirror. I will be talking about some of these companies. I'm a big fan of NEO, which is a <laughs> electric vehicle company. And yeah, I mean, that's probably my favorite favorite company in the world right now. Uh, and that's not to say I have a bunch of money in it. I don't. I have some client money in it. 
and it's performed extremely well. I've been a fan of them since about 2018, 2019. So keep that in mind. Uh, what is next here? Let's see. Is there anything left? Oh yeah. So the as you guys know, I get my news and my information in the mornings from Investopedia. <clears throat> Excuse me, Investopedia. So we did a Investopedia did a uh, survey about investors who wears what are their biggest concerns with their own money right now, and I found it extremely interesting because. Just like me, as a professional investor, have you? I mean, uh, I guess you could say, a, yeah, a professional investor. Ah, oh, that sounds morbid and pompous. Um, but the biggest issue that investors had was that there's a lot of government spending. And I agree with that. I think 43% of people said that the biggest issue they had or their concerns um, about the impact of performance on their investments over the next 12 months was going to be government spending. Next was inflation. And then the next was cyber attacks on businesses. 37% were worried about COVID and 33% were worried about labor shortages. So guys, what does that really mean? It means that we don't want the government spending anybody <laughs> any more money because the more money that they print, obviously the less valuable your money is. So that's something to be watching for. I don't think it's going to be so much a con concern for the stock market if you're invested in the stock market because you don't necessarily have... Uh, dollars. I, I don't look when you invest in, in Neo, for example, I don't look at that as dollars. I look at that as like a percentage of my net worth that's now in Neo. And I go, okay, this is what's in Neo, and I'm going to wait for Neo to perform well. And I don't look at it as dollars lost or dollars gained because that's it's not really dollars until you sell. And I want you to remember that it's not really your money until you sell. And it's never how much money you make or how much you lose, it's how much you keep. So, guys, that's it for today. Keep that in mind. I will see you guys either tomorrow or Friday. Hope you guys have a great Wednesday. As always, invest early, invest often. I'll talk to you guys soon. Have a good one.